You are listening to episode 17 of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. Today I'm going to talk about lessons that I have learned from having six kids. I'm going to talk a little bit about personality types and the differences between having one or two and having six. So let's dive in. My name is Lisa, mom of six and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Farmhouse on Boone. Join me as I share with you my love for creating a handmade home from scratch cooking and a little mom and entrepreneur life along the way. Now you'll have to excuse my voice. I came down with something, so I am definitely a little bit sick. That's just what happens when in the last podcast episode about fermented foods, I talk about how we stay well in the winter time. I swear anytime I go on and on about being not sick, that's when you get sick. I should learn my lesson by now. But the show must go on and sitting here on the couch with a microphone in my face isn't a terribly hard thing to be doing while recovering from being sick. It actually inspired an episode idea that I'm going to be recording later this week with my sister, Lara, on what we do when we're sick. I've had a lot of requests for that and what we do during winter with all the sickness going around. So with it being fresh in my mind with what we do, I thought that'd be fun to record. Lesson number one that I've learned from having six kids is that sometimes you need more kids to squash the belief that you're awesome. This comes from personal experience. I had two little girls before I had four boys, and I totally believe that it's not just gender. I know there's some boys who are really calm and easy, and there's some girls who are firecrackers, but my first daughter was the easiest kid. She potty trained before she was two, super easy. She learned to read super easy. She put all of her toys away if I asked her, probably from about age two. She listened. She's a total rule follower. To this day, I can tell her, go up to your room, clean it up. I don't really have to tell her a million times. She catches on to things really easily. She's just easy. My second child, she definitely has a little bit of a more rebellious spirit than my first. My first aims to please. She is a rule follower through and through. And my second had the crazy toddler years that most kids have. But by around age three, you could sit her in her room and give her some crayons and she wasn't going to be coloring all over the walls. You could just trust that she would be there coloring on paper like she's supposed to. So if I would have stopped at two children, I would still to this day pretty much think that it was all me and I am an awesome parent. But then I had my third. I want to preface this by saying that I think that my third child will do great things someday. He is full of ideas and full of energy, and if you get in his way when he has an idea, he does not even hear you. My husband thinks we actually need to get his physical hearing checked. I don't think that's the problem. I think he's so much in his own little world that you can't even reach him whenever he is excited about something. And I get it because I'm that way. I obsess over things and I get excited about a project and I am going for it. And he is like that, but in a child's mind, that comes in the form of hot gluing blocks to your toy box because you're making some kind of machine or cutting out confetti for the big outdoor party that we're suddenly gonna have today and go down the street and invite everybody we can possibly find or set up a lemonade stand at the end of the driveway 
and all of a sudden he's in the pantry getting out everything he can for making lemonade and he is going for it. He leaves a trail of a mess behind him and if you say something like go put on your shoes whenever he is in this mode which is pretty much all the time he likely will not even hear you at all. Now I'm not saying that that's good and we can't improve upon his listening skills because there's something to be said for parenting completely. But this child is just a different kid than the first. And I needed to have that third one to really make me realize that children that are a little bit more challenging do exist. Sometimes when I get comments on YouTube where I'll get emails or even every once in a while you'll get some people who look really annoyed in the store or something. I'm all for making my kids behave in public but sometimes just from taking up too much space we're all walking through the grocery store with a cart I'll get just these glances from people like I think that when I get those kind of interactions or comments that are more negative or people will say something like well when my kids were little and this isn't always directed at me sometimes I see this just on different threads on Facebook or Instagram you'll usually get somebody that'll say something like when my kids were little we would have never let them do this and they would have never done that I think they either one forget forget what it was like. And so to them, their kids were always perfect. In fact, I'm probably doing that a little bit with the girls because I remember it feeling a little bit hard when I had a two-year-old and a one-year-old or a two-year-old and a baby. I definitely do. And so now knowing how they are now and how good they are now, I'm like, oh, they were perfect. And they, they really were pretty good. But I'm sure to an extent I'm forgetting. I think people who make those kind of comments, one, they forget or two, they had a couple of children who weren't very difficult. I sometimes feel like people just need to have that third to really break you down. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you will disagree with me on that, but I, that has been my experience and maybe I'm the only one who need to be needed to be brought down in thinking that I was kind of just really good at parenting. I'm the type of person who read all of the books when my daughter was a baby and when I was pregnant with her. That's a mistake because in my very young mind, at the time when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was 22, I just thought I had the whole thing figured out. And yeah, when she was born, and it took a few years to really make it apparent that I was mistaken and that kids will throw you for a loop with that because it seems like even people I observe who are doing everything absolutely perfectly still have normal kids. Future Eli, if you're for any reason going back into the archives and listening to mom's podcast from when you were a kid, I don't know if that's gonna be a thing, but I do want to say that I totally think this will serve you very well, but you make stuff really hard. <laughs> this leads me to the second thing that I've learned from having six kids, and that is personality types are a thing. I find it absolutely amazing to observe in my kids where their personalities came from, whether they would like to stay home and create art up in their room or like my second born, Johanna, 
prefer a day out on the town, I can see where the traits that they have came from. Down to the littlest things, how they process certain situations. Having six kids really has allowed me to observe just how different people are wired. They all grow up in the same house with the same parents, but end up so different. I know personality types have been a real popular subject in the last probably several years. I actually only was introduced to the topic about two years ago, and my husband gets really sick of me talking about it because I'm kind of obsessed with the idea. In a way, I feel like sometimes it can be taken too far and people just become really introspective and are constantly analyzing themselves and thinking about themselves, which I think can be a negative thing. But in some ways, I think they're really good to just know that they exist because with your kids, for example, you can see their personality type and you can understand why they're doing the things they're doing, even if it really annoys you and makes your life very difficult. I think it's really good that people are becoming more aware that people are just wired from birth so differently, especially in parenting and in marriage. I've thought about covering this topic on a marriage episode because I feel like I have a lot to say about personality types in marriage, but then I also feel like I'm not a marriage expert. I'm not really, I'm not a parenting expert either. So both of those would just be me talking about what I've experienced. I might record that one because Luke and I couldn't be more different, but I think that reading about his type and then also reading about my type and his type combined is so helpful to understanding that we see things differently and how those can work together. Same with, same with kids. The third thing that I've learned from having six kids is that you will let a lot of things go that you did it when you had one or two. So when my two little girls were babies, or two and a baby, they were 23 months apart, I used to have my house perfectly clean at all times, like it was my religion. I would go around and fluff the pillows again and add the throw blanket back to the couch, make sure that my bed was made, and fuss over things that I simply just don't have time to think about today. I guess because I didn't have a whole lot of other children to worry about. I filled those worry spots with things that now seem really unnecessary. I kind of have this theory now after observing myself as I've had more kids, observing my sister as she's had more kids, that there's a maximum amount of worry that a person can have and so as new things come in, other things go out or you would go absolutely insane. This process has happened completely by default for me. It's never like I thought, oh, now I'm not going to worry about folding socks anymore or folding underwear or washcloths. It's just as other priorities come in, you start weeding other ones out without even realizing what you're doing. I don't really sort laundry. I don't really regularly clean the floors and the baseboards like I used to. Things like the glass in our house, it's not spotless and it's not even something I notice. And the funny thing is, is back when I had one or two, I would have said to you, oh, I'm just like this. I'm a neat freak. I have to have everything perfect. And I know that personality types, like the core personality type of a person doesn't really change. But obviously some things kind of do because 
I couldn't really care less about the house being perfectly spotless anymore. It has been kicked down so many notches out of that little proverbial limited space that I was talking about earlier that it's not even something my brain registers as being a problem. Now, every once in a while, I'll go through the house, clean it all up, make it pretty, maybe for like a home tour on YouTube or something. It's fun. I enjoy looking at it like that. But then when the kids go in and dump out the blocks, I'm not mad and it's just gonna stay like that because they're gonna dump out the blocks again. I remember when I was a young mother, I thought it was almost like holy to go around and clean up all of the toys at the end of the night before I would go to bed. And now I'm like, why would I even think about doing that? They're just going to dump them out again tomorrow. I'm not saying that the house is gross, I'm just saying that I am not going to walk back over to the couch and properly place the quilt in the pillows 10 times a day. I'm not even gonna do it once a day because the second I do it, my two-year-old comes in here and pulls the quilt off of it. Now I'll put it on the couch like it's supposed to go. I have this mental thought of how all the pillows and the chairs and everything in the living room are supposed to go so that if I want to fix up the living room, I can do that. If we're having guests over or if I wanna take a photo, I'm sure some of you are probably cringing and can't imagine not caring about picking up your house because I get it. I was totally in that mind frame when I was a younger mom. But once there's just a few more things to worry about, you just can't even register it. I have over the last several years by complete necessity, just simplified, simplified, simplified our stuff, the chores, the meals, everything. So there are just so many little things that I find myself letting go. And that's that's okay. The fourth thing that I've learned from having six kids is that things aren't going to be perfect. I guess this probably goes a lot with the third about letting things go. But if you have six kids, you're not going to show up on Easter Sunday in Easter dresses. Yeah, this is almost, this is actually just going to completely merge with the third. It's the same thing. That's gonna be something that you let go. Your family isn't going to look perfect. In fact, I'm not even going to think about Easter Sunday and what we're wearing until Saturday because it's just not a thing that will even cross my mind. I kind of operate in this just before I need to worry about something mentality, I think about it. I usually try not to dwell on things too long or waste too much mental energy before it's just the right time. I'm kind of a procrastinator in that way, so for example, I have a book signing coming up and I know that I'm going to be talking about my book, but I'm not going to worry about that until the day. Now I have a few thoughts in mind, but I'm not gonna sit down and like make an outline because I usually do my best work when I'm more last minute about things, but I do remember we had Easter dresses. In fact, I was sewing those Easter dresses already here in February. I had already gone and picked out all of the fabrics and I was working on them. Probably until the third or fourth kid even, I was making matching Easter ensembles. Some people are interested enough in that that they might 
keep doing that even after having a lot of kids. I've actually seen some families on Instagram who always look really put together even though they have a lot of kids, but that's just probably because that's one of their top interests. So there are things that I devote more mental energy to that they probably don't. So I'm not saying you're going to just let everything go, but there will be certain things that will rise to the top that consume mental energy, but there'll also be a lot of things that are let go. The fifth thing that I've learned from having six kids is that siblings do just fight. Now I know some of you might disagree with me. I know there are some people who swear that their kids don't fight and I've heard them say, well, it's because we tell them, you know, this is your sister and you are to love her. We say all of those things too, but when you have so many different personality types under one roof all the time, there will be fighting. I guess this isn't really a lesson I necessarily even learned from having six kids because I remember doing it as a kid. In fact, my sister and I, my sister Laura, who I talk about all the time because we are best friends, we get together even though we live an hour apart at least two times a week for the day. So we are cool. We don't fight anymore. We fought into our teenage years. I mean, we pulled each other's hair, yelled at each other. You're just around somebody, I guess, just too much. And when somebody isn't exactly like you, you're going to run into that tension. And so, you know, there's going to be some fighting with siblings. It actually really helps me that I remember that because I think I'd be worried. And, and my kids, truly, they don't fight a ton. We don't deal with constant fighting. We really don't. My girls, they're different enough that they, I feel like their personality types don't really compete with each other, but we still have fighting. They, they have times when they do and our boys I'm sure will, you know, they fight some now, but I'm sure it'll even be more so when they're a little bit older. And of course we have the little conversations with them and they know they shouldn't fight, but we're all humans living here. But it helps me that I remember that Laura and I fought, fought so much because we're such great friends now that I'm really not that worried about it. I can let the fights happen without this overwhelming, we're ruining our kids type of thing. Don't think completely keeping conflict 100% away from your home is a practical expectation. And so to, to worry about it, because I know when I was a, a younger mom, I just worried constantly that I was doing things wrong. I really think reading all those parenting books kind of messed me up because I was convinced that there was a way I could make perfect children and I wasn't being successful at it. And I worried about that. I think it's important for kids to be raised in a loving environment where there are adults who care about them and are interested in them. I think that's going to have the biggest impact. But to have the goal of raising perfect humans is one that's going to be a big fail. And that goes back to the fourth thing I learned about things not being perfect. Your kids aren't going to be perfect either. And as a mom of six, I've learned that that's okay. The sixth thing that I've learned from having six kids is that one pizza, one quiche, one nine by 13 dish of anything is not going to be enough. I'm sure that this will definitely keep going up. I imagine that if you have a family of eight kids or if you have five or four even, and they're all teenagers, you probably, if you're making my sourdough skillet, 
you're probably making it times three. If you're making my pizza, you probably have three pizza stones preheating in the oven. I think I learned this lesson somewhere around three or four. I was making still one pizza and we all ended the meal still hungry. And that's when I realized, oh, we are a double the whole recipe family at this point. I imagine that when they're older, I will be doing everything times four, which also means that I'm making a lot of things that can be prepared in large batches. Something like a large pot of soup is a heck of a lot easier to serve to a crowd. The seventh thing I've learned from having six kids, and this one actually starts well before six, probably somewhere around three, is you get those comments, the awkward comments out in public. The, do you know what causes that? Are these all yours? Are you a daycare? Strangers definitely feel the need to comment. And you know, really honestly, I get it. I find myself talking about these cliche things that people say, and then I catch myself doing it too, because you wanna make small talk and you're looking for something. And oh, you have a lot of kids. That's something to talk about. And so most people don't actually mean it in a rude way. And so I, I usually don't take any offense. Every once in a while, people will say something that might be meant a little bit more as a confrontation type thing. But I think for the most part, people are just making small talk. But people will think you're crazy if you have a lot of kids. And it's debatable on whether or not that's true. And they often will comment on it. All right, the eighth and final thing that I'm going to share for now that I've learned from having six, six kids is that some kind of schedule for the day is really necessary. Naturally, I am not a planner, I'm not a scheduler. So this is something that has been a little bit challenging for me to implement, but I find that when you have so many kids going in so many different directions, you can go crazy really quickly. For Luke and I, it's important to know what the expectations are for the day, so we'll have designated times. Right now, for example, I'm looking out the window, he's outside playing with the kids. And we know that there is going to be a nap time. There's always a quiet nap time where the kids are in their rooms. Mike is really the only one who sleeps. And then we have some plans for this afternoon, but we've talked about that at the beginning of the day. We have a loose schedule of how the days will go in general. But as you can imagine, with so many variables, with what videos and podcasts I need to shoot for the week and kind of what work hours I need and with what's going on with homeschool and any outside obligations like gymnastics or swim lessons, things are always subject to change a little bit. And we'll usually talk about in the morning what we're going to do for the day and how the day is going to go. But we find that we have to have some kind of schedule and expectations to have the kids doing something. We cannot just be hanging out and six kids are going in six different directions. Now, of course, Daniel can't go anywhere, but he does add to the chaos a bit because, you know, he's got to pretty much always be held because if he's not, 
somebody's messing with them. So those are some of the things that I've learned over the last 11 years, 12 if you count the pregnancy, of being a mom and having six kids. I'm sure there's lots of things I forgot, but maybe I'll make a part two if I get to thinking of some of them. What would you add to this list if you are a mother of many? I know a lot of you out there have a lot more kids than me. In fact, I ran into somebody at the store who follows my channel and she said that she has 12, which we just take each kid and the decision to have another one, one by one. And so at this point, I can never imagine myself having 12. I feel done at six, but I think I said that last time. And I was discussing that with her there in line at the store. And she said, yep, same, I did the same thing. I can't imagine some of the logistics that might happen whenever you have such a large family. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. If you found this information interesting or helpful, be sure to leave a review. I jumped on yesterday and saw that there were 200 reviews, which blew me away. I had no idea that many of you took the time to go leave me a review. I really, really appreciate it. It helps my podcast so much. And so thank you. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast.